there, welcome to the Food Guilt to Food Freedom podcast. I'm Emma, a dietitian specializing in disordered eating and eating disorders. If you've been dieting your whole life and feel swamped with guilt and shame by the world of diet culture and influences, you're in the right place. On this podcast, our mission is to crush confusion and give you tips and strategies to build a better relationship with food and your body. To get started, you can snag my free lunch builder to help you plan an action, a week of lunches that curb binges and fuel workouts. Head to emmaquokdietitian.com slash freebie to download it now or find the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. In today's mini episode, we're actually going to be touching on the topic of six red flags that calorie counting is the last thing you need. And we're even going to touch on what you can actually do instead if some of these flags are coming up for you as you listen through. Okay, so hang around till the end for some tips um, if any of this resonates with you. So if you're here and you've clicked on this episode, you've probably been wondering If calorie counting is for you, you might already have a little niggle inside that is telling you it's not the best approach. You might just hate it or you might just be curious, right? It might be something that you're doing and you're just like, hmm, I've never actually thought about how this is impacting on me and whether it's a good or bad thing. So um, yeah, hopefully this episode will help clarify some of that and help you decide, I guess, whether you really need it in order to be successful with your goals or depending on what other reason you're using it for. Um, we are helping to unpack whether or not this is the best way for you or whether there is another way to go about it. Now, if you are calorie counting, then it's not that big of a surprise. You know, a lot of people either have done it in their lives or are doing it now. And it's not a surprise because there are so many different fitness gurus out there that are prescribing, you know, macro and calorie targets as the gold standard, as the normal or as the thing that you're kind of just expected to go along with. Um, And that's not your fault. And it's also actually not really their fault. It's a larger issue in the sense that that's what's given in the training. It's what is framed as the gold standard. And I am touching on a little bit of a different way to go about it today. And just maybe if you're a fitness um, coach or a personal trainer and you're listening in on this episode, then yeah, I'm definitely not pushing any blame. We're actually wanting to just be curious why this has been the gold standard and be open potentially to um, other methods to suit different different people. Okay, so I really want to flag that calorie counting isn't for everyone um, and it doesn't have to be the automatic go-to and everyone that I've met I guess might use it for a time and find it useful but then when we're using it more long term we probably want to start looking at okay why is that and is it actually still useful helpful or what other tolls is it potentially taking on us we really want to start to unpick like this normalized behavior of ca- calorie counting Okay, it's the hot date that everyone wants to take out for dinner. Quite literally, if you are pulling out, say, my fitness pal at the dinner table, then um, it might be something that has become quite accustomed to do in your life as well. For others, it might be just something that you found quite interesting to begin with. And one of the most common things that I also hear about why we get so attached to it or why it's so enticing is because it's it's maths, right? Um, there's a really simple equation, you know, calories in versus calories out. If we're in a deficit, that means you're going to achieve weight loss, for example. So it becomes a very 
simplified and therefore it's very appealing because it's so it's mapped out so well for you and it makes sense we've got targets to hit we've got numbers now and for a time it might have worked for you it might have made you feel really disciplined maybe it gave you that feeling of like wow I've got that willpower that I was looking for and perhaps for a time as well you even did lose some weight and you felt really proud of your achievement but then over time I'm really talking to those people who found that it became a chore um, you might have noticed that you actually regained that weight that you had initially lost when you were being so like quote-unquote disciplined um, perhaps you really started resenting bringing up that little blue app in your phone or bringing it out to all your meals feeling like you needed to log everything after each meal count weigh whatever it is you were doing Or perhaps that's kind of where you're at now, right? But you might have started to feel, okay, I'm needing to plug in every little thing that I eat or that I put into my mouth into this app and it's starting to become more burdensome, burdensome, I don't know if I'm saying that right, hopefully you know what I mean, Um, rather than helpful, okay? So perhaps you've become quite attached to it and there is a bit of a codependence that has you questioning like, is this a healthy relationship that I have anymore with calorie counting and this app? So some little alarm bells might have already started to ring, just hearing about this like make-believe scenario that I'm talking about, right? But if it sounds like you, then I definitely want you to stick around. That's what I'm here for in this episode. I'm going to help you figure it out. So we're going to go through the six red flags that you might be experiencing that will tell you that calorie counting is probably no longer um, serving you in the way you might have thought. So number one, you obsess over the numbers and you feel extremely guilty if you don't meet your set targets for the day, okay? So whether that be the calorie target or it's your carbs, proteins, fat target for the day. Um, And so although calorie counting might have started out as like this cheeky fun day to help you test the waters and get to know each other, help you learn, it's, it might have now rapidly turned into something a little more toxic for you. So, you know, rather than helping you, calorie counting is now somewhat controlling you um, and what you feel like you can and can't do or you can and can't eat. Okay, calorie counting might have become something that you really obsess over. And what I mean by that is like you're, we're counting every single gram, calorie to the wire, and we're feeling extremely guilty when we plug something in that is either high calorie or maybe isn't like the perfect macro makeup, for example. And I say that with quotation marks, which you can't see, um, which, yeah, I'm going to have to get used to that with podcasting. But when you see those kind of green numbers on your app turn red for the day, you might even just avoid locking altogether because you realize, oh, I've gone over, I've screwed up my day, and then you might feel really guilty and shameful and just start really telling yourself off or speaking negatively to yourself about being reckless with you know, your allocated food for the day and probably eating more than you deserve. So if this is sounding familiar and like dialogue that you come up with, then we want to start thinking, okay, that is definitely a red flag. The second red flag that calorie counting might not be for you is if you go over that target that we just spoke about, you actually spiral and you lose control around food. So going over that, you know, that when we see that number turn red, for example, the day for you is completely thrown out and we spiral. So rather than maybe stopping where your unrealistic target was set, or just kind of being like, okay, like I've gone over, that's okay. Today's just, you know, a day that isn't going 
to be where I'd set my initial targets, you actually say like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to head to the pantry or the closest fast food outlet on the way home and you binge or you lose control over eating that food. And we're trying to get our hands on whatever we can because it's almost this mentality of, oh, like I'm going to be rebellious because I've screwed it up already and now I may as well do what I want and then, you know, we're going to scoff down all the foods that that calorie counter would never have approved of and then soon enough you've probably overdone it. You're feeling really uncomfortably full, maybe a bit sick and then that guilt has piled on a double fold for you, okay? And that negative talk is coming in fast um, and you might feel, you know, incredibly disgusted with yourself and you swear like tomorrow I'm going to get back on track, I'm going to do better um, and we kind of, you know, crawl back to that calorie counting app, apologize and we're like, okay, tomorrow I'm really going to hit my targets or tomorrow I'm even going to lower my targets in order to quote unquote make up for what has just happened. The third red flag is if you've banned certain foods in your diet due to the calorie or macro makeup of that food. So if we're starting to see that we're banning entire foods or food groups from our diet simply because we know now how many calories are in them or because they don't have that perfect genetic macro makeup that we are aiming for, um, that's really a bit of a red flag. And the reason is not every single food is going to have um, a particular calorie or macro makeup and it's not supposed to our foods are supposed to be different and we are looking at you know over a day over a week over a month what does that look like and sometimes we get so bogged down in putting these foods in and looking at these numbers that we suddenly start to class these foods as bad like let's just take you know avocados for example you know we love to smash avocados at brunch (laughs) um and you know there's chips chocolates cakes like these foods are not going to have maybe the best, like, and I say the best macro makeup again with quotation marks because I know what people are, you know, have been told and to aim for, you know, it's that low fat, high protein, low carb, all that kind of thing you've been told again and again and again. But these types of foods, they bring us real joy. Um, and now they've been essentially banned from your diet because they don't fit a certain makeup. Um And, you know, we really want to be looking into that behavior. If we're banning a food because of that alone and we're starting to notice, okay, more and more foods are going into my like naughty pile, my bad pile um, because of the influence of calories and macros, then we want to be reassessing whether calorie counting is for us. The fourth red flag is if calorie counting is making you hyper-focused on food. So if a good way to judge this is thinking back, you know, before you started calorie counting, how much were you um, thinking about food all day or how much was it on your mind? And now that you've started calorie counting, where where are you sitting on that spectrum now? So if you've started noticing that you're starting to think about food more than ever, then some small alarm bells should be starting to ring. Yes, we want to give some thought to the food we eat, but it shouldn't take up a whole ton of brain space throughout your day. Um, And it shouldn't make it difficult to, say, concentrate on other tasks like work, conversations with friends, social outings. But if it is starting to take up that much brain space for you, then I would question and consider whether or not calorie counting is actually making your life easier anymore. 
If you are finding for yourself that it's really starting to become common to pre-plan and stress about every single thing you're going to eat that day in the attempt to ensure you stay in a calorie deficit, then that flag is waving at you. The fifth red flag is if you've been tracking calories long-term and you feel really lost without it. So here's the thing, I really do believe that calorie counting shouldn't be used as a long-term tool. I do hear and I do understand that for some people, they have found it really helpful. They may use it for short periods of time. And for some people, they don't attach the emotion and guilt to the process as much as others. Okay, and so even for those people, I would say, what is the use of it long term? Um, and if this point resonates with you, then it's very likely that you've memorized most of the content that you're plugging into the app on a daily basis anyway. That is what I hear a lot of as well. Like, oh, even if you take away the app, I'm going to be able to count it in my head. So then I employ you, if that's the case, I employ you to ask yourself, why are you still doing it? How is calorie counting now serving you? And do you still want to be dissecting your taco night into the app in five years time? And I know that because I've been there. Um, And of course, there's a comfort. There's a sense of control to the act of putting things into the app. And that's why it's hard to let go. But if it is hard to let go, then again, I want you to think, why is that? And how much control does calorie counting actually have over you and your life if you feel so lost without it? The sixth and final flag that calorie counting is probably not for you is if you've been trying to eat 1,200 calories. For some context, 1,200 calories is likely sufficient for a three-year-old toddler. And so if you are a three-year-old toddler listening to my podcast, I would like to say, hello, you're very, very smart to get on here. But perhaps you are actually eating enough and this doesn't resonate for you. But I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you're not a three-year-old. And if you've been trying to eat this little amount of food for an extended period of time as well, then you're also probably wondering, why am I not losing weight? And I have a whole nother podcast on this exact topic. So um, I'll link it in the show notes if you do want to listen to that podcast instead, or if you've already listened to it, then you get a gold star. But your body essentially shouldn't be living on this little energy and food. And so if calorie counting is making you feel like you need to stick to this target, then this is definitely a reason to let go. To recap, the six red flags that calorie counting is no longer the thing that you probably need are number one, you obsess over the numbers and you feel extremely guilty if you don't meet your set targets for the day. Number two, if you go over that set target, you actually tend to lose control and you may binge as a result. Number three, you've banned certain foods um, from your diet completely due to the calorie and macro makeup of them. Number four, calorie counting has actually made you hyper-focused and hyper-alert around food. Number five, you've been tracking calories long-term and you feel really lost without it or it feels really hard to let go. Um, And number six, you've been trying to eat 1,200 calories and particularly if you've been trying to eat that long-term. So if you're feeling like you meet a little bit of the criteria today or a lot of the criteria, I'm going to rattle off three steps that you could get started on today to help um, reset and move away from calorie counting for you. So number one, which if this is really hard for you, your red flag is probably a little bit bigger, but I want you to have a go at ditching my fitness pal or whatever other calorie counting app you are using on your phone 
because it simply is not serving you anymore. Um, And so, yeah, go ahead, take out your phone, uninstall that little app and see how it makes you feel. Number two, I want you to focus on eating regular meals and snacks throughout the day, okay? If you've been in a period of calorie counting long-term and trying to hit 1,200 calories, you've probably been restricting, you've been skipping meals, you've been skipping snacks, and we want to teach your body that it can actually trust you. So focusing on having, say, three meals and two to three snacks every single day will help to rebuild that. The third tip is try to focus on building balanced meals for your main meals, maybe just to start off with. And by that, I mean trying to include some energy in the form of grain, something to build you up in the form of protein like meat or um, dairy sources or meat alternative sources, and then some color on the plate too in the form of either fruit or veggies. And we want to be trying to aim for this kind of balanced meal at each of our main meals because this is going to really help to fuel your body and give you that satisfaction with your meals that your body has probably been craving for a long time. And it's again, another tool that you can use to kickstart that body trust and help you move away from calorie counting while still having a little bit of guidance as well. If you are feeling confused at all about how to do this, then I have the free lunch builder um, that I have created that you would have heard about at the start of the podcast. If you would like to download that, it's completely free. It comes with a template um, that you can then plug and play all your personalized balanced meal options into and plan out for the week. And it goes through how to create that um, balanced plate for you. So if you think that's going to be helpful, there will be a link in the show notes that you can click to download it. Thanks so much for tuning in with me on today's episode. I'd love to know what you guys learned or what small skill or strategy you could take away and try today. Please don't be afraid to DM me on Instagram. If you've enjoyed it or found it useful in any way, I would so appreciate if you can take a spare minute to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as it helps me get the word out about this new podcast. Thanks again, team, and I'll see you at the next one.